thank you for joining me today. I'm Karen Davis, the founder and president of United Poultry Concerns, a nonprofit organization that promotes compassion and respect for chickens, turkeys, ducks, and other domesticated birds. Today I want to talk about what I fear could be the future for birds and other species on our planet if we continue on our current course. Ethical protest against the genetic engineering of birds and other animals has focused primarily on the violation of species integrity, although attention has also been paid to the suffering of individual animals, and a moral repugnance has been shown against defining animals as patentable manufacturers. This definition represents a further debasement of non-human animals from their traditional low status as property lacking value and claims in their own right. Animals used in genetic engineering are further degraded in not even being recognized as whole beings, but only as embodiments of certain DNA sequences, genetic resources, model systems, production traits, and body parts. Reduction of chickens and other animals to model diseases and food production traits is not new. Researchers have developed and maintained highly inbred flocks of chickens for many decades. Bizarre pathological conditions that necessarily arise over time in these inbred flocks are then specifically bred for by the researchers who will then claim to have created a new model that resembles some disease pattern or other, such as multiple sclerosis in humans or heart attack syndromes in commercially bred chickens. In animal agriculture, the fitness of an animal has historically been determined by whether the animal pleased its, that is his or her, owner enough to be allowed to survive to maturity and reproduce. Genetic engineering carries these attitudes and practices further in line with a past in which non-human animals have repeatedly been denied possession of a soul, reason, consciousness, or some other vaunted human trait, and used without compassion or apology. Nor, in terms of cruelty and rationalization, does genetic engineering break continuity with a past in which non-human animals have had the misfortune to be included in a so-called sacred circle and accordingly scapegoated and ritually sacrificed by a particular human group or tribe. Today, environmentalists confer a relatively high and respectful, should I put that in quotation marks, respectful status on free-living animals, wild animals, who may then be hunted and otherwise honored with violence. Most often, it isn't the individual animal who is honored, but rather the category, not the bear, lowercase, but the bear, uppercase. Although, of course, it is the actual flesh-and-blood animal who is hunted and forced to bear the burden of being brutally honored and eaten as a specimen of that animal's category. By contrast, domesticated animals 
particularly farmed animals, have been castigated by environmentalists for allowing themselves to be domesticated, thereby placing themselves outside the circle of moral consideration. Farmed animals have, in effect, been blamed for allowing themselves to be turned into quote-unquote genetic freaks and degenerate parodies of nature. Factory farmed animals have been further denounced for messing up the natural environment with their mounds of dead bodies and manure, unsightliness, disease, and pollution. Just recently, an animal advocacy website blamed chicken shit for spreading avian influenza. How does this language encourage public respect for these most thoroughly abused birds? The poultry industry pollutes land, air, and water with billions of pounds of manure and billions of gallons of wastewater each year. This is detestable, but it is not the chicken's fault, it is ours. Farmed animals have been morally abandoned by our culture, our species, and treated with contempt and neglect, even on occasion by their so-called defenders. They have been dismissed as beyond the pale of equal or even any moral concern. Although morally, we owe more, not less, to the beings whose earthrights and birthrights we have so thoroughly stripped away. The advent of artificial intelligence, AI, in which inanimate machines monitor and manipulate sentient quote-unquote machines, puts chickens and other farmed animals into even deeper pits of human depravity and animal agony. As noted in an April 2023 article, quote, the use of AI in factory farms will, in the long run, increase the already huge numbers of animals who suffer in terrible conditions, unquote. In his book, Algeny, A New Word, A New World, published in 1983, social analyst Jeremy Rifkin wrote that in a genetically engineered world, quote, if only one living creature were left unscathed, we would reach out to it, embrace it, touch it, marvel at it, with a peak of emotion that all the replicas together could not possibly hope to tap in us. For we experienced something special with that creature that can never be experienced with the products of our own technological handiwork. Although touching in a way, this thought wrongly suggests that the animals helplessly violated by genetic engineers are mere manufacturers of ours and that they are despicable aliens. It implies that the suffering of a genetically engineered hen is somehow less real, intimate, moving, and important, more inanimate, and beyond our sympathy and moral accountability than the sufferings we impose on a quote-unquote pure hen who is now looked upon as a sullied virgin. 
It invites us to glide evilly into the mentality of the genetic engineer who told a symposium regarding the birds who hatch in his laboratory with no sign of the desired genetic change, quote, we simply throw them away, unquote. Overall, I fear that chickens and other domesticated birds do not have a future worth living with the human species and that genetic engineering furthers a drive in our species to eliminate not only diversity and autonomy, but joy and happiness in other creatures. Even as we proceed to extinguish, massacre, incarcerate, and invasively manipulate the remaining wild birds and other free-living beings on Earth. For a look at some of what environmentalist ethologists are doing to wild birds, read Fieldwork. It's actually a longer title, but Fieldwork. You can click that on here in the transcript. By avian specialist Gisela Kaplan. It is not a pretty picture. An example of the trend involving wild birds was reported on April 15, 2023, in The Telegraph in the United Kingdom. In Man's Plea as Beloved Bird is Taken from Him, a wild crane with a broken leg was nursed back to health by this man in India. He and the crane bonded lovingly with each other. When wildlife authorities learned about it, they confiscated the crane and put him in a zoo where he is now a prisoner who, unless he is set free, will atrophy mentally and physically to death and may be subjected to human sexual assault, that is, electro-masturbation, to obtain semen to inseminate captive females. This obscenity is a common practice in zoos. I think it is essentially true, as someone wrote, that, quote, if there is anything to reincarnation and a recycling of souls, with the decreasing biodiversity on this planet and daily loss of endangered species, the only place one will be able to go if they get recycled into another lifetime, is into another human or a farmed animal, unquote. This vision portends the fate of Earth's other inhabitants as long as we continue down the road we have taken. All the omens are ominous. Wild birds are dropping dead from the sky. Thus, a New York Times column in April observes that, quote, H5N1 is devastating the world's birds. What this means is that our species is devastating the world's free-living birds for mouthfuls of captive birds' misery. Humanity's dietary behavior is a major contributor to the overall tragedy unfolding on Earth. It is the root cause of avian influenza and just about everything that ails this planet. Animal advocacy author and activist Roberta Kalachowski notes in her book, Animal Suffering and the Holocaust, published in 2003, that, quote, most human beings everywhere are indifferent to this hideous suffering 
of the animal world, most of which is not inflicted by nature read in tooth and claw, but by humans themselves." Unquote. Even if most people acknowledged the truth of this statement, how many would actually care and quit the carnage? I hope you have found today's podcast thought-provoking and informative, and that you will share it with others. Please join me for the next podcast episode of Thinking Like a Chicken, News and Views, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.